fellow Zeros. Thank you for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that wants to know, why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? I really, really thought about that one for a minute. So did I. Jesus Christ. I said, no, it's not going to be that. Yay. <laughs> Finally, he won again. I win all the time. Finally, he wins again. He's got us by a million. Yeah, but we've been going through like a streak. Corey like, was on a hot streak. Yeah. He had us by 14 parsecs. It's 12. Ha <laughs> We're back, baby. I'm your host, Joe, and I've got four other idiots with me. Wow. wow. <laughs> we're, bi- we're big yeah. deals. Excuse Tell me. us how you really feel. Four people with me. Thank you. There you go. Thank, Thank you. you. To talk to you about Star Wars The Force Awakens, I've got Frank. The only podcast that figures out the truth. Matt. The po- the only podcast that will finish what you started. Sequel. The only podcast that likes that Wookiee. <laughs> that was close. And Corey. The only podcast that's one hell of a pilot. But before we get into The Force Awakens, let's go around the table and let you know what else we've been watching. Hopefully it's been something. Sequel. Why don't you kick us off? I watched three movies, not including this one. Home Alone, Elf, and Goodfellas. Oof. Two out of three were Christmas. Two out of three. Ain't bad. Elf and Goodfellas. Frank? Um, all my shows are on hold for now in mid-season, so I've been watching Family Guy because that's what I do when I'm bored. Matt? Um, I hope I didn't say this last week. Um, I've been watching New Zealand accent videos. No, he did on YouTube to practice a New Zealand accent. Um, yeah, that's what I. That's so a New Zealand accident. A Kiwi accent, if you're uh, if you're into that sort of lingo. No, ex- no, no further explanation. Just leaving it right there. Uh, I was playing Clone Trooper on a uh, actual play episode on the RPG Academy, and I wanted to get the accent right and. So I was working on it. Got it, okay. Research. Did you get it? Did I... I heard I got it right, but we'll see. We'll see if it comes out in the audio. Can we get a preview? Good soldiers follow orders. I'll take it. Sounds like every accent ever. (laughs) Wow. Thanks, Frank. You're welcome. I liked it. I totally thought New Zealand. Frank's making his head like... No, you didn't. (laughs) Don't lie. (laughs) And Corey, what have you been watching? Um... I finally started Westworld. How far did you get? Uh, two episodes in. Oh, cool. so about at the same point. Yeah, yeah it was four episodes in. It it has the potential to really pick up and do things. We'll see if it see if it lives up to it. Um, and I also have been watching The Princess Bride a lot. Like every year, I kind of go through like this like wave of like what I throw on before I go to sleep. A lot of, like you know a lot of times it's like Ocean's Eleven for a while. And then eventually I go into like the Princess Bride. Like the scrubs. same movie every night. Yeah. Huh. Different yeah. parts, or like where you left off, or like. Oh, usually where I left okay. off. So like I kind of like work through it. The last thing I remember is where I'll pick it up again. And it usually lasts for a couple months. I've never seen it. Princess Bride. Nor do I care to see it. You're wrong. What? Sometimes you have the most terrorist views. You know that? I used to be like you, Frank. Then I saw it, <laughs> and it's worth seeing. It really is. I was like, I ain't seen a movie called Princess Brad. No, I've heard all the jokes already. People quote the movie all the time. Yeah, but like... You don't know the context. Like, eh, getting the, yeah, see, seeing the movie and getting the context, it makes it much better. Alright, so a buddy of mine had never seen Dumb and Dumber. Knew the movie top to bottom, because my group of friends always quotes it, had never seen it. Finally made him sit down and watch it. Hated it. 
You don't hate Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Long story short, he loves it now. It's like a list of movies like you have to see. Yeah. And it's What's that list sequel? Is it a more? I have it on. And I've been watching Drunk History, and I also watched the movie The Ladies' Man, because that movie's great. Tim Meadows. How old, that movie's like 2000, right? It's pretty old. I want to say earlier than that, for some reason. It could be. Like 98, And that's what we've been watching. Let's get into our movie facts for The Force Awakens. It was 2000? Yeah. Nice. Star Wars The Force Awakens was given to us last year, 2015. Mm. It just snuck in there. It was directed by J.J. Abrams, who actually surprisingly only directed 12 movies. Well, 12 things on MDB and like like five movies. So, Mission Impossible 3, Star Trek, Star Trek Into Darkness, and Super 8, Mm -hmm. and then this one. But he's done, didn't he do Lost and... Yeah, he did a bunch of TV shows. Everything he's done is like ridiculous. Yeah, Fringe, which... Fringe, I heard he was only like a... Deucer of, he really only has hands in it for the first, like, season or two. Yeah. And then stepped away. So that's when it starts. Yeah. I wanted French to be good, and it just never delivered. There was one show he did that was so bad. Like, the power went away. Oh, Revolution? Yeah. I love that movie. I loved that show. You would, Corey. (laughs) I watched, like, four episodes of it. It was bad, right? I didn't even think it was bad. I just never kept watching it. TV shows for me are really hard to... I stuck around because Gus was in it from Breaking Bad. So I'm like, alright, it's gonna get good eventually. Oh yeah, Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito wasn't it? The movie stars Harrison Ford, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Adam Driver, Carrie Fisher, Domino Gleason, and they wanted me to list Mark Hamill. They put him on the website. I won't. He's not starring in this. No. I was gonna say I don't know why Harrison Ford is the first title, but top bill because he's. The most famous actor with I the most guess, screen yeah, time. Yeah. I think we should just get this out of the way. Just do it now. They can all get it. Yeah. No. Well, the whole list. All of them. Top to bottom. Carrie Fisher. Bottom to yep. top. I mean, come Last on. Last one you have a problem? Nice one, Joe. 100%. Carrie Fisher now. Carrie Fisher 1983. Irrelevant. You know what? I Whatever. It's a story. Okay. Rob mm-hmm. Williams once said, I almost had sex with a gorilla. <laughs> Would have made a great story for a bar. The budget for the movie was two hundred forty-five million dollars. It grossed over two billion dollars. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Safe to say, it's the highest-grossing movie we'll probably ever review. <laughs> is it the highest-grossing all time? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. Right. Broke all sorts of records. I feel like it's true. And domestically, we didn't even break a billion. We did 936 million here. Get Closer, America. Get so your shit fun. together. Like too much bootlegging here. That's true. true. Although, some people saw this movie like eight times, so. Mm, I saw it three in the theater. Three Same. or four in the theater. Episode eight will probably outgross it. Probably. So we will review it. Well, we have to, I mean. Right. Yes. Right. It remains to be seen, though. If we re-up our contracts, that is. The scores. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gives this movie a 92%. Certified fresh. The audience on Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 89%. Dicks. What? Why, why would you... 89? Yeah. Wrong. They're wrong. They, they are, 100%. Just wait. 
Oh god damn it! Here we <laughs> go. Metacritic's <laughs> gonna be a thirty-six. Metacritic. I'm calling it. A Metacritic score. I'm gonna guess seventy-seven. Eighty-two. Anyone else want to play or not? Fifty-four. Okay. Fifty-four. <laughs> Low ball. <limit. laughs> Matt's not interested. I said thirty-six. Oh, that was the first one. Uh, I thought you were just joking. All right. <laughs> okay. Press IMDb gave it an eight point two out of ten. Metacritic gave an eighty. Ugh. Metacritic gave it an eighty-one. Mm. So close. And the user score on Metacritic six point nine. Cow. Wow. Okay. Okay. I still have faith in this country somewhere. <laughs> Wow. It's the internet, not the country. <laughs> Metacritic isn't just USA. This Korean writers, too. Korean writers matter, Corey. <laughs> I have that bumper sticker on my Jeep. <laughs> that that sold one. Is that what that said? Yeah, hashtag <laughs> Korean writers matter. Oh. That's all the movie facts I have, guys. So, uh, That's fine. let's get into our general thoughts. Let's try to keep it brief. We got a lot of time. <laughs> I don't know how to go first. Fine, Corey, get out of the way. <laughs> get it out what of the way. There it is. Not Corey's been waiting all day for this. I know. <laughs> this movie lived up to the expectations that were set on it, and it actually exceeded them, which is something that I really was not expecting. So, you know, I, I really wanted it to be good. I really hoped it was going to be good. I believed it was going to be good. And then it turned out to be great. It holds true to the guts of Star Wars while being able to expand the universe in, in some really fun ways. Frank? Going into this movie, I was really hoping that this movie would be amazing, and it was. I was at the theater three times to see it, and each time was magic for me. And, uh, yeah, uh, I followed the, uh, the project on social media, and I got to keep tabs of what was going on on set and stuff, so it was really interesting. And Yeah, and I enjoyed this movie. I love it. I think it's great. Sequel? I watched this movie for only the second time for this podcast. I saw it once in theaters. That's enough for me. Not the biggest Star Wars fan, although I'm a fan of film. I saw all the movies. This movie needed to be good, and it was good. I thought when I first saw it, people were only calling it good because the prequels were so bad. That was my initial reaction. But watching it a second time, it, it's truly a great film. It's really good. It's well-casted. I, I enjoy it a lot. Matt? This movie, New Hope. Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, was fucking awesome. It had huge shoes to film, fill, especially because... What, a year before they decided they were destroying all of this, uh, literature that had been built up over the 30 plus years Star Wars has been a thing. And it was terrifying for all the big fans. And they took it, they scrapped it, and they said, hey, all you guys have been working on Star Wars your whole life, come sit in a room, have a coffee, we're gonna rebuild it from the ground up. And everyone was like, this is horrifying, but you know what? It worked out. This movie's okay. No, I really enjoy this movie. I'm not a Star Wars person either. I've just never been that into it. So I had really no expectations going into this movie, high or low. And I saw it late, after it had been in theaters for, like, weeks. And I enjoyed it. And I went back to see it again, and I enjoyed it. And this was my third time watching it for the podcast. It was well-casted. It was mostly well-acted. Well done. I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. And we'll get into the specifics after this. How many times have you guys seen it? Matt and Frank. Five times? How many? Five. I can't remember if I've seen it three or four times in the theater, and then after that, 
seven, ten more times after that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm easily in the double digits already. It's a great fucking game. I have a lot of respect for the Star Wars culture, because there's really nothing like it. Not for something that started with movies. Mm-hmm. Like, Star Trek, you had shows, Harry Potter, you had books. This is, like, movie first. It's really unique. And it's American. It's funny you say that, though, the America thing, because a lot of British accents. Yes, but George Lucas, George Lucas is from America, so that's all that matters. Who <laughs> yeah, he cast doesn't matter. I was wondering that. Like, it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. You didn't get paid With British place. accent. There's, there's, no, there's no England guys. Th- no. That's the same thing I hate about Roman movies. Why they all have fucking British accents. They're Roman accents, Matt. That's what they sound like. <laughs> no. Disagree. What, 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 is nothing sacred, guys? Next year you're gonna tell me that Doctor Who shouldn't have a British accent? He shouldn't. I mean, I'm hoping I that mean, they, they pick a, pick a wild card for the next guy. I hope she's pretty. I hope she's me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Let's be real. So from this point forward, we're gonna be completely spoiling Star Wars The Force Awakens. So if you've not seen it yet, if you're one of those people who are interested in seeing this movie and still haven't seen it, go see it. Well, press pause first, then go see it. Otherwise, we're just yeah. going to be talking over it and you're going to be all confused. And then come back and listen to the rest of this when you're done. And we're back. I'm going uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start and say that the trailers for this movie really did not give you anything and I really appreciated that going into the theater because seeing it, I had so many theories and they were all gone by the time, by the time I hit that chair. It's like, okay, these theories are not like a thing. You know what? You're absolutely right. And I think the best part about that was the vindication that me and Matt got because we have a, a bunch of our friends that like black ops drop off the face of the earth when yep. we start talking about any new movies that have come out in the last like three years. And they're like, I don't I don't want to see trailers. I don't want to hear people talk about sport. I don't want to do it. I want to go in and be surprised. <clears throat> so when the trailers were so far off and they really didn't give you any information that you thought that they gave you, it was almost it was really vindicating. It felt good. It felt like it was nice to be like you wouldn't have gotten that from the trailers. You just missed being able to get excited. Mm-hmm. That's all that you missed. You missed the hype train. Toot, toot. <laughs> I saw it a couple of weeks after it premiered, and a lot of respect for the internet community, because there wasn't a lot of spoilers out there. It, it, it was well hidden. Like, you would actually have to search for spoilers. It wasn't thrown in your face. If it was, you probably would be. The internet was good, agreed, but there were still those outlying trolls. There was people reviewing shit on Amazon, not Star Wars related, just flat out putting spoilers as the review for stuff. Like, people reviewed spatulas and just put, boom. <laughs> That's a spoiler, you know what I'm saying? Like, But besides that, like people who are actual fans and people who are like super into it were really good about it. But there were always those outlying trolls that were just like... I'm still fucking this up in some way. Yeah, I check out Reddit every day, and I figured there'd be spoilers all over Reddit. Right. But it was it was, it was pretty they, good. They did, yeah. they did a good job. We started a spoiler chat. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you have seen it, jump in on this particular yeah. Facebook Well, and chat. you'll be invited to this chat. And, like, that was the only... Like, we... Like, even us internally didn't do it. Mm-hmm. My cousin was... Um, one, of, one of our loyal listeners in Alaska was one of those guys that did spoilers... 
he threw out, I think he may have said, I can't believe Han died. And like, he didn't give it any context. It was just those four words, five words, whatever it was. And then moved on about your day. Like, if you were scrolling, you wouldn't have even noticed it. And I was like, come on. We were so good. It was a week later. <laughs> yeah. But it was still, it was still too soon. I, I can't do the spoiler thing because way back in the day, there was this bitch who like, literally, book six of Harry Potter? Snape kills Dumbledore. Came out, it was like two days in, so I'm reading this book, and she's fucking blabbing the ending. She's not even reading Harry Potter. In fact, at this point in her life, she hated Harry Potter. And I was like, you are horrible as a person. So she just found out the ending? And she started- just found out on the internet, you know, because you can find anything on the internet, and just decided to ruin it for anyone who had been reading it at a normal pace because they have a job or school or something. So I've been... I try to be really good about spoilers, but when someone goes, hey, hey, man, I haven't seen it yet, and it was eight years ago, dude, I'm sorry, but no. You're a damn fool. Yeah, we're talking about this. You can walk away. Two weeks is good enough. <laughs> yeah, I think two weeks. I, you know, a couple months, maybe even a year, but I'm sorry. If I'm talking about uh, friggin', if I'm talking about New Hope, and you go, hey, I haven't seen it yet, yeah. no. Nope, go away. <laughs> you weren't born when the New Hope came out. You've had plenty of time. <laughs> Everybody who wanted to see this movie saw this movie within a month. Yeah, okay. that's exactly so, it. I mean, damn right. I don't know. Right. It was in theaters for like six months. It was yeah, theaters for a long time. time. It's probably still in theaters somewhere. Uh, as of I wish. as of March, it was still in theaters in Wisconsin. Good that was nine months ago. And they were eating. <laughs> True, but it was still. That's four March. months after release. No, 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 no. Then I'm wrong. Maybe it was May. It Six must have been May. So it was still. And they were was, eating poutine while they were watching it. I was. Wisconsin probably got poutine. Green I, poutine. I, I, I was, but you know, cheese curds really. I mean, that's what that's what's on the poutine. Let's, let's be honest. You're right. Something I didn't think we'd talk about today. <laughs> poutine. Cross it off the list. <laughs> You're welcome, Siegel. <laughs> Sim goes home and says, hey, wife, guess what we talked about today that wasn't Star Wars? She's like, no spoilers. <laughs> Poutine. Ah, oh, I can't, I don't have to listen. That was not going to be my guess, though. <laughs> well done. <laughs> so. You guys got me. I was watching this, I started watching this last night um, with uh, my girlfriend. And the opening happens, and I start to cry a little bit, weep inside, because I'm still so happy. Yeah. Every time that that Every time happens, the swell comes up. Yeah, it's just so... Gets, gets me every time. So, we get to the first scene where Poe is talk, talking to a Laura Santeca, and she turns to me, she's like, who is that guy? I'm like, quick Google search, we could figure this out. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but, like, who is he? Like, was he in the originals? Was he in the prequel? I'm like, he's somewhere in the lore. I assure you of that. I just don't know where. Boba Fett. And, like, yeah. she was like, that's kind of annoying because we don't know. I'm like, no. No, that's kind of great. Like, one of the first people who's clearly important is new to us mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. It will be annoying if you don't find out who he is. You know what I mean? Like, they, they can't leave that. Because we got 12 seconds of him. Well, like, he's a big deal. We gotta gone. find out, like... Probably Rogue One. I really think Hopefully. he's gonna show up in Rogue One. And that's actually what she said. She's like, do you think he's gonna show up in Rogue One? I'm like, he's old. Possible. Like, they're gonna have to de-age him for Rogue One. Doesn't have to be the same guy. It's gonna be the same guy. It's the same character. Yeah, but I'm saying it's gonna be the same character. I think we'll find out episode 8. Here's the thing. If they talk about his, like, if they mention him, fine. But if 
they have him in it just to like have, hey, here's Lor Santeca. He's, uh, with the religion of the force. Get over it. Move on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need that. Because there's books. Star Wars has always been a multimedia platform. Or has been since it became a thing. Yeah, but they a, blew up all the, they made all the books not canon with this. But all the books are, all the new books are. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, this book I have right here, the visual guide, is canon. And explains to you everything that you might have questions about from this movie. So Laura Santeca, name never mentioned during the movie, correct? Mm-hmm. He's just, no, he's never, yeah, you never no, hear his yeah. name. Again, it was legitimately just a Google search of who's Poe talking to at the start of The Force Awakens. And then Wikipedia took and it from there. Who thinks that his first line is a dig at the prequels? I read that, so I would What was his it. first line? This will begin to make things right. <laughs> I hope so. Because it, right? cause, cause it's a perfect, like, offhanded dig that's like, ha! And at the same time, that's a good line. Nice subtle jab. <laughs> yeah, that I was an honorable mention for me for our opening line yeah. podcast, but... Mm. <laughs> One of ten. <laughs> One of very many. <laughs> And we still did. None of the honorable mentions are even what Joe picked. Nah. Alright. It was fun coming up with them. Mm, it's always fun coming up with them. That's why I continue even though I haven't gotten any fucking points. Alright, neither is right. They had to knock the casting out of the park with us, right? Oh, was that? yeah. They had to hit every, like the casting. Young Snape is Darth Vader, yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> I'm about to smack Frank. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? That all, letting that sink in was so much better. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? Everyone's looking around the room and I was like, oh, they don't get it. Oh, no, they we got it. it. So good. That was good. We have a lot of new faces, obviously. Mm-hmm. Who's the best new addition? Daisy Ridley. Poe Dameron. Daisy Ridley. I'm going to go Poe Dameron. Oscar Isaac. Jump. That's a- Jump. Yeah, I mean, he did a good okay, job. Okay, let me tell They're all fucking great. Hands down. But I think Daisy Ridley destroyed this. Mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac, you know, transforms every role he's ever been in. So. Except Apocalypse. Yeah. I mean, he transformed yeah, 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 it, he I did. guess. The best but thing about was his he, he was Apocalypse. Yeah. 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 Get yeah. the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, right? But the best See thing about his performance in Apocalypse oh, is he's unrecognizable. He is. You're right. I would ne- I would never have known. That would have been one of my oh shit moments if I had been here for that podcast. Like, I don't, like, it, it, they're all tied for me. Because they all killed it. And I'm so happy that they picked basically rookies for all these roles because they needed to. They plucked talent early. Right. Because I didn't want, I don't want, I'm tired of resting on laurels here. Like, that was my problem with all the, the, the literature for Star Wars. 86% of it all had to do with the same three assholes. And their three buddies that we all knew about in the movies because no one ever wanted to write about Dickhead McGillicuddy on Dantooine. I want to hear about Dickhead McGillicuddy on Dantooine. He's your favorite character. Because he's my favorite character. Thank you. I should work on that name. He goes by DB for short. <laughs> but it's it's good. It's the like introducing. I like <laughs> he is my favorite character. Introducing new things into Star Wars worked out really bad for the prequels. Yes. Jar Jar. Everyone talks about Jar Jar. Yeah. Everybody hated him. He was supposed to be a big deal. They had plans for him, and he and he just tested so poorly. Everyone hated it. Like, they introduced a new droid in BB-8, and he was awesome. Nobody hates BB-8. That could have went so wrong, but it didn't. BB-8, you're an idiot. You really are. <laughs> you're welcome. See, what made this movie such a success is that they figured out 
they, they, I feel like they sat down with the prequels and the originals and they were like, well, what worked here that didn't work here? So to your point, (laughs) so to your point, they have BB-8 in this, who is essentially a more modernized version of an R2-D2, which everybody loves. What they did in the prequels is, yes, they focused on characters that we already knew and like how they became who they were, but they were all, for the most part, people that we knew. We know who Ewan McGregor is. We know who, um, fuck me. You don't know. Not now. <laughs> Ironic. Ironic indeed. Harrison Ford? No, God no. The... Mark Hamill. <laughs> you know? No, 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 no. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. We know who Qui-Gon Jinn is. Whoever the yes. fuck that guy's name is. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Why that escaped me for so long, I don't know. We know who they are. So that now didn't work. I don't, the, Liam Neeson wasn't a big deal back when, uh, Phantom Mouse came out. I mean, True. He was known, he's, but he, not, no, he's right. He's a Liam Neeson was huge no deal then, now. Just like Ewan McGregor was no one. Yeah. Ewan McGregor took up before Liam Neeson, I feel. Because of the prequels. Right, but I'm just saying, right. I feel like Ewan McGregor got his wings way before Liam Neeson did. I knew them for things before I knew them for the Star Wars. Really? Yeah. In your face. That's just me personally, though, and that might yeah. be why my, my opinion's different, but I knew these guys prior to that. So they were people I already knew, whereas Daisy Ridley, obviously I didn't know. Um, John Boyega, clearly I didn't know. No one knows. Before Star Wars, nobody knew who Mark Hamill or Carrie Fisher was. True. Yeah. So they found out what worked in the originals, and they went back to their roots. Yeah, built on the back of unknowns. <laughs> but that's the thing that's going to make this movie stand out in a lot of ways, is that it it holds strong to the guts of what made the originals work, and they improved on what they could improve on without taking it too far. I'm just going to address it now, because the most common criticism that this movie gets is that they made A New Hope again. Yes. Very similar. Very, very similar. But, at the same time, they had to do something that they knew worked in a new way. And that's exactly what they did. 2015 was the year of basic plots. It's a very simple story, this movie. Like, again, my favorite movie 2015 is Mad Max Fury Road. (laughs) Such a basic plot, though. Yeah, no, it is. We're going here, then we're going to go back. That's pretty much the plot. Of- <laughs> right. If, right. If, you don't, if you don't dig. But at the same time, that's the same thing with, with uh, this movie. If you don't dig, it's the same plot. It's a Death Star. It needs to die. We're going to blow it up. Right. Great. Great plot. I love it. It's a legit Death Star, though. It sucks up a star. Right. It's right. so much... It's so much worse than the Death Star. True. But like, I'm not saying basic plot as a criticism. It's fine. No, it's fine. It's it's just, there was a time where movies were way more complex and people were into it, and that sort of died off, and now we're back to, okay, give me action, give me some funny lines, and keep the plot basic. I want to enjoy myself. There's only so many it. stories. Kind of like, <laughs> basic plot. It's only so many stories we can tell before we're just telling the same story with different people. Yeah. We're already doing that. I mean, yeah, we already doing that. But that, you're right. And, and, and I understand that criticism, but that's why I want to go on record as saying that what I love the most is that it does feel like the original. Uh-huh. It does. I like the fact that it feels like a new hope in a lot of ways. Because it worked before. Now, I don't want to see The Empire Strikes Back when Episode Eight comes out. I don't. But I do want them to just build on what they already did, and that, and this is where they can start making their own decisions and changing things. Two things. Do we have a working title for episode eight yet? Not yet. I saw a fan video, but I don't remember. I've heard things, but I don't know if they're actually like real. I don't think so. 
feel like what I heard has Hubert. an R word in it. Or something. <laughs> Frank, Fra- Hubert, work on this? I Second he's thing. Work on it. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. I'll make that abundantly clear. I made it clear at the start. New Hope is my, for the, for the original three, third by a lot. That's um, my favorite. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually with you. I think it's the third by a lot. But again, it's it sets the tone. Yes. It's it's different for the time. I believe it was the highest grossing film when that came out. It wasn't called New Hope. It was called it wasn't called New Hope until like, Star Wars. like three years yeah. later when they added episode numbers. But um, yeah, because he didn't it, think it was going to do well. It New Hope drags. It does big time. Which this movie did better than New Hope. This movie does not drag. No, no it this doesn't. This movie never drag. It's action packed. It's 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 a lot of fun. But like for for ranking all the Star Wars, like I'll have the original trilogy ahead of the prequels. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, it, I, I'm, I'm, there's three is a fine movie. Episode yeah. three, right? It's good. I mean, you could. I don't. Action in it. I don't hate episode one. I'm sorry. I don't hate pod racing. I don't hate any of it. But I'm an episode one fan. Jar Jar is really no. Jar Jar is a fan. horrible character, but I'm just saying I and don't they, hate episode they one. They screw up royally with killing off Darth Maul in episode one because you really needed a. I feel like we're spoiling other movies. Now. I don't care. <laughs> you really needed, I thought, for the for the prequels, a main antagonist well, for Obi Wan. Then you like get more of his motivation, mm-hmm. and that would have been a cool, you know, confrontation down the road. Which, You'll be which happy we don't to know get. that he didn't die. Yeah, right? They, they corrected it. <laughs> yeah, which is, you know, but but for <laughs> someone who just watches the movies, there's a lot of us out there. He's right. dead. He died right. in Episode One. We never right. saw him again. Exactly. Um. Just to interrupt, uh, working title, speculated, um, but people come up with the fall of the resistance, so, I don't know, we'll see what happens. That, if that's just speculation though, and it's not actually from the well, set? Well, say from a poster that may have been leaked, or may have not been leaked. What is the one, the, I, I sent a poster to you guys in our chat, do we remember what, what it said on that one? And it's First Order take. Strikes Back. <laughs> you see, here's the thing, like, I understand if they want to do another movie where, the, obviously, the Empire seems like it's winning, or, excuse me, the First Order seems like it's winning at it, because that makes sense. But, it's gotta be, you know, in a different way. And we're talking about a movie that doesn't exist. Um, I don't like the new Stormtroopers. I don't like the way they look. What? I don't, I don't think it works for me. So I'll be honest with you, I don't movie. notice a huge difference in between between what they look like now and what they used to look like. I'm in your camp with that. It, yeah, it doesn't make that's, a big enough change for me to even care. That's the thing. It's it's I not know it's easier for them to see. No, the mask. No, looks I'm weird. talking. I'm talking about these guys. That's the point. It's not a a huge change. It's if you see from clones to the stormtroopers to first order, you can see. How the transgression went. Yeah, the clones look the best. For sure. The clones look the best. I think you mean transition. Unless you really whatever. hate them. Eh, whatever. <laughs> the clones look the best. Then they became the stormtroopers, which were useless, and the helmets were evidence of their uselessness. And then we go to the first order troopers, which is back to a better helmet, which make a more usable trooper. Right. Which we're seeing in the movies. Just wasn't a huge fan. I thought they were awesome. I did find the poster that I sent you. Okay, That's the same that? like kind of fan-made speculative poster, and right. it says Star Wars Episode Eight: The Order of the Dark Side. Right. Okay. I, right. I thought it was something like that. I'm okay with that. It's got a bunch of different me- meanings. It could mean a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. It sounds yeah. like a Harry Potter title. It yeah. does. Order of the Phoenix. Um, yeah. So the first part of the movie when Poe's shooting at uh, fucking Kylo. 
and oh. he stops the laser in oh midair. Oh my god. That's pretty, that was that pretty was badass. Awesome. I was like, wow, this looks like it could be totally gritty. And then they bring him over and he says, so who talks first? You talk first, I talk first. Like, then I was like, oh, now we're back into, you know, Disney humor and like, this is going to be the type of movie we get. Both sides. I liked it. <sighs> okay, I was about to say, you can't complain about that because Not he's a hot shot. Yeah, no. There's no other line for him to say. Like, I loved it. Okay. I was like, we, we're we getting this badassery and we're getting this yeah. fun movie. Him stopping the, the laser blast time. in midair. I was just like, what the fuck? Because that's never happened before it's, in Star Wars. It's such... It, that's what this movie does time and again in this movie. Yep. It, like... It, it like almost blows your mind with the stuff that they just came up with to do. Uh-huh. Like nobody ever thought that a force user can stop a laser blast mid shot. Now granted you can go into like the technical, there's nobody using the force, like he's the only one using the force so he has so much control over it, which is why he's able to do that, sure. But just visually, even mm-hmm. if you don't go that far, it's so great. Yeah. When you see the bowcaster and what the bowcaster can really do. Like they're like, it just every couple of minutes, every couple scenes, I I would say they do something that you're like, Mm -hmm. Holy shit. I never thought I'd see that happen. Fucking great. It's like they spent $245 million. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Well spent. Well spent. Well, that's the other thing. How often are we talking about how movies that have medium to large budgets and we're like, the fuck did they spend it on? Right. This is one of those movies where every fucking penny is so well spent. Mm-hmm. True. This I I watch this movie. I'm like, two hundred and forty five million dollars well spent. Every set piece is gigantic. Yes, they're so yeah. extravagant. Like they built the Millennium Falcon. And like, Kevin Smith. Kevin cried Smith went on it and cried. Kevin Smith <laughs> cries at all. I would have. I would have <laughs> cried if I was in his shoes, though. I absolutely would have cried. You know cried. what? I cry every time they get onto the Millennium Falcon, so I can't imagine actually <laughs> being on it. Let's be honest. I cried during my rewatch of this movie. One scene got me pretty choked up. Which yeah. scene? It's the Han death scene, but it's not for the reason you think. Were they tears of joy? You sick no. bastard. <laughs> it's such a beautifully done scene, and I really didn't... Because, you know, you're getting over the shock value of uh, yep. factor of Han getting killed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's so well done. It's... It's Kylo's conflicted. You don't know if he's playing Han, but then like in the background, you see the the, the star, or the sun, whatever you want. The sun it's going like dark. sucked out, going from light to dark. Then it happens. It's just perfect. Yeah. It's JJ Abrams. That was my favorite part. Phenomenal. Was... It's and I got choked up at mm-hmm. the great filmmaking, not because I was emotional. That Han it's so Solo smart. Done. It was it's such a so, smart decision. It's, to it's do. so good. It's one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever. Really. So. I get choked up in that scene, and partly for the same reason, because I think it's beautifully shot and really good filmmaking, but because there's there were, like, two or three, like, like seven to ten panel cartoons that came out shortly after the movie oh. that were, like, through the eyes of Chewbacca, like, through what Chewbacca went through in that moment, and it, like, breaks my heart every time, because there's one where, like, you know... The Han gives him to, to Chewie, and he's like, here's your Uncle Chewie. Don't be scared. He would never hurt you. And then, like, you see Chewie, and it says he would never hurt you next to his head. <laughs> it goes through. He's got the barrel, like, right on his head, and then brings it down in the next panel to his stomach. Like, it was... I can't. I can't with that scene. He had the shot? <laughs> he did, though. Like, if you think about it, he, he did. clearly did. Chewie is... I, I hurt for Chewie in that scene every time. 
Okay, something that th- is missed from the novelization um, of Star Wars The Force Awakens that isn't in the movie. Obviously, you get a whole bunch of more internal monologues. But during that scene with Han and, and Ben, uh, when he strokes his face, it says that Han in that moment forgave anything that uh, Ben had ever done to him, including this. And it's just like, oh, shit. I feel like that translated. It did. Right, it did. But, but, well. but seeing it in words, it's like, yeah, you're right. Fuck. Right in the fields. I didn't remember I had. Shortly after that, with with the bowcaster, you you mentioned how powerful it is. Kylo absorbs that blow. Yes, he does. And when you're first watching it, I mean, my first impressions of Kylo, especially the after movie, not, not the greatest. I thought he was more of an angsty teen than like, yes, you know, he's so, conflicted. He's an angsty. He's an angsty thirty one year old. Right. Well, is he that old? Yes. Yeah. He's, you know. Well, he's 31 is what he is. Right, but he shouldn't be a teen. I know he's conflicted, but he's right. coming off like a spoiled brat to me. All right, so, yes. but he absorbs that blow. You see the bowcaster annihilating everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Just taking him out. So, like, I props to him. He took it, mm-hmm. and he's pounding it and getting angry. I, I respected that he's a little bit more. He's fucking crazy. He is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Bruce Wayne? A little bit. It's worse than Bruce Wayne. Bat Ren. So that came from Matt. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember going out after the first one and making the same jokes that everybody else did about Kylo Ren being an emo kid. My Chemical Kylo, all those jokes. <laughs> <love them. laughs> he is. No, you're right. And then I went back and saw it again, and I still made the jokes. But eventually, somewhere on the internet, somebody like posted and was like. Okay, stop the. Let, let's look at what he did do. He stopped a blaster beam. He can read people's minds with the force. He can do this, this, and this. Oh, and by the way, he took a bowcaster shot to the gut, and then and took a knee. Yeah, took a knee, and then almost won two different lightsaber battles. Right. This dude is a badass, and when you look at it in that perspective, mm-hmm. Kylo Ren skyrockets on the list of awesome villains that we've talked about on the show. He did win one. Well, he did win Right, he won one, but yeah. he didn't win both. Yeah, untrained. untrained. Oh, okay. Yes. Two untrained. Or, well, it's one, mm, one and a half. The Force let her do it, though. Right, but I'm saying, uh, uh, Finn is trained in, in hand-to-hand combat. He's not trained with a lightsaber, but he's trained in hand-to-hand combat. So is, so is Ray, but with a bow staff, which is why she used a lightsaber, like a bow staff. Go, Joe. Since we're here, there's a point I wanted to make. Oh, jeez. I'm just gonna say, it's really impressive that Finn wounded Kylo Ren oh, with yeah, the lightsaber. He, yeah. he got a good shot. Yeah, he off. did. <laughs> and and the only reason Kylo got him was because of those damn fucking uh, vent ports. I love that. He I just fucking right into his shoulder. I was yeah. like, "You dickhead!" <laughs> Wouldn't you? Uh, no, I would. You but I'm just some... saying, if he didn't have those, if he had a straight up lightsaber, I'm assuming that's it was it was designed that way for that purpose. Yes, but I'm saying if he didn't have that archaic design lightsaber, crossbow. It would have been fine, but they're called vent ports. Yeah. Well, it wasn't purposefully designed. He didn't make it so that it had, like, in a perfect world, he would have Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. That nice, solid, straight blue lightsaber. He doesn't want the exhaust ports. It's just... That's just what he has. It's just the only... He's got a not, crack crystal. Yeah. He's got a shitty hilt. I everything's assumed it was bad. designed to, as, like, a new design of the lightsaber to no, be more an, tactically... No, it's no. The exhaust ports... It's an ancient design. 
Yeah, it is an older it, design. It good. Yeah, this yeah, is like working. parts that he cobbled <laughs> together to make a lightsaber, and they are not the best parts. Like that's why on the outside of the the hilt, you can actually see like wires on the outside, like connecting parts of it where mm-hmm. it should, you know, be enclosed. Yeah. And that's why he's so adamant about getting that lightsaber. Getting back. Anakin's lightsaber. I thought that was a pride thing. No. I thought it was a pride thing also, because he doesn't get it back. He never had it to begin with, right? Yeah. Right, but he, but he wants it. It belongs to yeah, him. He, he thinks say it's he wants birth- it, but yeah. it belongs to him. Yeah. So it's like a pride thing. Well, no, it's a, I mean, he might feel like it's his birthright because it is his grandfather's. Right. He doesn't even acknowledge his parents, he just acknowledges Vader. Because that's all he's ever Because that's all he wants. Yeah, he's in evil he... mode right now. Right, exactly. And that's the only Although, evil person. When he, he knows. says, I'm being pulled to the light side, it's so weird for him to say that because it's like, You've never heard of a character saying, I'm being seduced by goodness. So he's flat out forcing himself to be bad. Because he wants to be like Vader. Because he wants to be like Vader. Or he thinks he wants to be like Vader. It's also a way to flip the script on what we've already seen. We've seen people get seduced by... That is the theme of the six that led up to this. Mm -hmm. The first... The originals... Luke is tempted with the dark side at every opportunity. Mm-hmm. Every time Vader is in a room with Luke, he's trying to seduce him to the dark side. In the prequels, we know how that goes. That is legitimately Anakin's fall into the dark side. So we're getting now what happens in reverse. When it's a good person on the inside, which Han and Leia constantly were kind of bringing up and hinting at the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Where and Luke- more Santeca. Yes. They're saying, he's a good guy, he's, there's good in there, we just need to find it. And we watched it, we watched it much like that sun get extinguished in this. Mm-hmm. Which is what they were doing that scene for, which is really cool. Yeah. No? No, it was great. Oh. Brilliantly done. <laughs> I still think he's coming back around. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I do. 100%. Think, like, I think they're if they do don't, yeah, they've just, trolled us all. Yeah. <laughs> So what if it's what if it's more if they almost take a more Shakespearean approach on it where he physically can't by the end of this he physically can't be good anymore so the only thing that you can do is put him down and it's between like and it's and it's just like in episode three where Yoda like Obi Wan can't kill Luke or I'm sorry Anakin Anakin so. We end up getting more. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is like, Luke is like, I can't kill my nephew, right? You need to do this now. And then we finally get that moment where the good takes that kind of, mm-hmm. like, dips the toe into the dark side mm-hmm. to kill, to kill him. Well, that's part of the reason why I really love the original trilogy is like, it's, it's unique in the fact that you have this ultimate villain that you're not vanquishing, you're turning him Good. He, he flips. He fulfills the prophecy mm-hmm. by killing the emperor. He brings balance to the force. So, for them to not do that again, there, there would be—I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel about that. You can go either way. That's the problem. There's no way for these two forces to be balanced. That's what—that's what the—that's what these movies have shown right. us. And if at the same point, if they do that, episode eight, people are just going to say it's Empire again. It'd be predictable, but I don't know if. Being predictable would be a bad thing in this circumstance. I mean, we already know what part... I mean, we can venture a, a pretty safe guesstimate on what 
things episode eight will do that Empire did. We're gonna have that reveal. A lot of them. Well, yeah, I <laughs> mean, we know we're gonna have that reveal. We know we're gonna have that is your father moment. We don't know who it's gonna be, but I, I there's a very strong chance that somewhere in episode eight we're gonna hear Ray. Blank. Blah, blah, blah is your father. I don't think it's going to happen. Me either. Jar Jar is your father. I'm all midichlorian. Yo, I said it last episode. Yeah, we know. I don't know if it got cut or not. I, I think it doesn't do it yet. Damn it. <laughs> so Daisy Ridley actually thinks that her parentage is apparent in episode 7 already. Yeah. She has been taken on record where she was hanging out with some friends, and they were talking about the movie, and they were like, yeah, well, you guys know who my parents are from episode 7, they were like, no, we don't. She's like, really? I thought it was pretty obvious. So, she thinks that it's obvious already. So that's incredible to me. Twins run in families. Can't be hard. Twins run in families. No, I get that. But Mm. she's way too young to be with I feel like at that age... Kylo would have remembered. I no, it's not, it's not Kylo. That's what they're, I'm saying. They're too far apart. Do we know how old Ray is? Yes, she's 19 and he's 31. Well, if he's literally twins, too far apart. Twins running families. They're not twins if they're... No, I understand that. I'm simply saying that that I think that that theory holds water. Yes, now we know that there are two very separate ages, so they can't possibly mm-hmm. be twins. Fine. Yeah. That's she it. might She might be... She might be uh, Anakin. She, she could be. be. Apparent. Which, I hate that line, but I've come to terms with it. Like, the line that I saw on the internet, which is, no, you're my father. I got over it, like, whatever, I'm moving on, I I rationalized it in my own head, fine. But I still hate it secretly. Doesn't mean that they're gonna go there. Right no, right. I know. They shouldn't. They I, really I hope they shouldn't. don't. I hope they don't, but I've rationalized it in my head, so I'm moving on. So, going... Backwards and completely off the topics that we've been discussing. Because they haven't been The Force Awakens. <laughs> also <laughs> true. What? So much also true. <laughs> Let's dive back into The Force Awakens. Uh, there was a s- first time we meet Rey when she's doing her scavenging thing. So fucking cool being able to see the scale of these starships that we really honestly take for granted as to the size of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see them when they're up in space, and we know that they're big, and we see them in comparison to, like, the TIE Fighters and all that, and we know that they're big. People walking around them, they can have a whole mess of, like, a whole army on one of them. Yes, we get it. But watching her, like, essentially belay down, like, that was like, Not even that. Wow. Her fly the Millennium Falcon, which is a house-sized ship, through it, like... With room. Yeah. With room to spare. Yeah. Well, she was force sensitive, so she had a little bit of... Help. No, we're just talking about Scott. I'm talking about scale. Yeah, scale. no, I, that's that's fine. You, you get the scale of um, how The big scale this of the ship that she's flying around this fucking thing with this huge ship, and it's just like vacuous mass. It's just huge. And, and, and it only, and like, and it's, I think it's a very interesting choice because they take that, and then they parlay that into comparing the Death Star... First, Starkiller. So, like, that thing is that big that the Millennium Falcon can fly around with space. And those things could easily fit on the Death Star with space. And the Death Star was this big, and this is Starkiller base. Mm-hmm. So when, like, you, like, parlay them all one on top of the other, you see the size of this thing. And it is impressive. It's a fucking planet. Yeah. Still also comes into one of my mini gripes. How do you recharge? How do you reload? You 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 can reload it once. 
You float around. You, no, no, you don't. How do you around. float? How do you float around? There's no, there's no floating. They just they they target another sun and suck another sun. They're killing two systems at once. See, by I'm under the impression one sun and using it to destroy another system. See, that was one of my problems. Is it seems like that sun is fairly close. Like it is that planet's that it is Starkiller Base's sun, and now Starkiller Base's sun is gone. So how is it going to recharge again? Is it does it have the power to pull the sun from? Light years away? Or you can't navigate, you can't move. You can't move? But, well, it, we don't but, know. It's, still, but it's still a planet, it rotates. Yeah. And let's say it has, let's say it has infinite range, because obviously it does. So it, when it rotates into another orbit, it says, okay, this, this sun's in orbit, kill it. So you've killed this sun, or maybe it doesn't kill the sun, and it just takes a fuck ton of power from it. You know what I'm saying? See, I was fine, I was fine. So it is going, again, heck of the originals, uh, Tatooine has three suns? Three. Yeah. Three. So, being able to shoot it twice because the planet revolves around two suns makes perfect sense to me. It's just how to do it again. Like, you would think it'd be on, like, a super desolate desert planet that has just got suns everywhere, and that's how it does it, but... The thing is, I don't remember the sun, like, going away. I remember it dimming, right? But I don't remember it extinguishing... I do. ...from their orbit. I do, I do remember yeah. that because once it explodes, it becomes that that sun yeah. again. We're assuming that this planet would revolve or orbit around the sun, revolve around the sun. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's so big that it has its own orbit. The suns revolve around it. Could that be possible? I mean, throwing shit out there now. I mean, at this point, it's Star Wars universe, Space. anything is <laughs> Space crazy. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it's not a problem. The Star Killer base is still fucking great. Right. It's just. I, I, it's a, one of those questions that pops up in my head. I'm like, I don't know how you do anything with this again. If magic. you have a suggestion, space magic. If you have an answer to how Starkiller Base would have recharged itself again, shoot us an email at zthpodcast at gmail dot com. Perfect. Getting to have a kind of like a point of view of watching your imp- impending doom from Starkiller Base was kind of eerie and dark. Agreed. Uh, what do you mean? When they were watching the, when they were watching the, like the Republic was actually watching like the red come down. Oh, oh, you meant from Ozzy and Prime? Oh yeah, that was fucking terrifying. When they were just like, "What's that light?" It's 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 Alderaan from the opposite side. Right. Right. We saw what Alderaan saw. Yep. In this one, which which is hoping Rogue One will touch a little bit. I mean, based on the trailers, they do, but that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, no, that was that was crazy. And what's what's crazy to me is that those two characters that they focus on in that scene are very important characters. That they that those I scenes think got, they were those scenes got pulled out of the movie in the last twenty days because J.J. Abrams is a psychopath. Like that woman, the 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 dark woman who's there, she is the representative from the resistance, like in the Senate, or or that talks to the Senate, and that alien next door is the current prime minister. Wow. So, it's just the two of them going, Hey, you want to have a beer? Oh, fuck. Dead. <laughs> and not just them dead. The whole fucking system. The Hosnian system is dead. That was what was cool, is that the the, ba- the Starkiller base is able to target more than one planet at a time. Mm-hmm. We saw the Death Star's capability, and yeah, it could destroy a planet, but it could only do one at a time. This shot one beam out, and they killed at it's, least six, six planets that we saw. Crazy. General Hux, his little pep talk before they shot it, fired it. Burns. He's Nazi. fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Donald Gleason, 
Another good young yeah, actor on the rise. Yeah, he's, Very he's, well casted. Oh, Werewolf Weasley. Is that who he is? He's yeah. Bill? Yeah. He was Bill. I mean, there was only two actors in England that weren't in Harry Potter. He's <laughs> <laughs> also in a movie with Oscar Isaac called Ex Machina. It's also very good. Wait, he was in Ex Machina too? He's the main character in Ex Machina. <sighs> I haven't seen it. You didn't lend it to me. Well, borrow it? Sure. Next time. <laughs> so, my other, my other, um, gripe, and it's just with phrasing, I don't understand why they have to be a resistance. So, so hear me they're out. Resisting. But I understand that they're resisting. But it's it's clear that the first order is working against the Galactic Senate. The yes, the Republic. the Republic. So they're clearly the bad guys. But there's no actual Galactic military force. Mm-hmm. Why? Why isn't the resistance just the Galactic military force? Because the resist the re- the rebellion does not want a military force. Once they defeated the Empire, they started demilitarizing, and Leia was like, no, there's a bunch of fucking ships out there that are gonna fucking do some shit, and we need to stop them. They were like, Leia, you're crazy. Vader's daughter, get out of here. And she was like, well, you know what? I'm gonna start a resistance. They were like, do that. Got it. Okay. See, again, things you don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't call it the rebellion either, but that's because they probably want. But I don't want. No, no, I don't. I don't want rebellion either. I don't want rebellion. I don't want resistance. I want galactic military. Right, right. The thing is, they don't have a galactic military. I don't know why they don't even have like an anything. They probably have cops, and that's about it. But they They don't want to be a military because that was what the empire was. Yeah, exactly. They want to. They want to. Distance themselves from the Empire and the Republic at the end of its days. But, you know what I'm saying? but if you see the First Order militarizing, wouldn't you have made exactly some but, sort of step? But they were hoping that they could, you know, like, hey, um, just, just okay, you guys can be over here, and that's fine, because that's where they were. They were outside, like the bounds of the Republic. Mm-hmm. But they were like, okay, we've taken over all these planets, and we got a lot of babies that we turned into stormtroopers, so we're coming. Got and it. their doomsday plan is go find Luke. That's their plan. I mean, that's part of their plan. Good plan, man. It's basically the plan. One of their plans. That's 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 Leader Snoke's plan, because he's got some shit going on. Can't wait to find out more about that guy. Yeah, Please. Can't wait to find out more about Captain Phasma. Oh, What a tease that was. Yeah. Did she She, die? She might be dead. she did not die. (laughs) I don't think she died. If she died, that would be the biggest waste. If we never saw her again... That would actually be really funny if (laughs) he did actually die. I think all three leaders got off Starkiller Base. All we all we know is that she got thrown into a trash compactor, yeah. though. Like, trash compactor? Oh yeah. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> of course, the guy that was okay. in charge of sanitation would know that. Uh, question to people who don't have uh, exterior knowledge of these uh, characters: uh, Was Finn a good stormtrooper? He's a terrible stormtrooper. I've heard both. I've heard. I've had conversations with people that say both. They're supposed to be conditioned. He's not. Was Finn a good stormtrooper? No. Not a good stormtrooper. You guys are wrong. Finn was top of his class. He was one of the best stormtroopers that they ever had. That doesn't no. That makes him good at whatever they test. But I'm that just saying he's he's he. But but I'm saying he was a good stormtrooper in the sense that he was very well trained at what they did. Go. How do you have that knowledge that he was top of his class? Uh, knowledge from books. Okay, then why was he sanitation? Because Why would you make the top of your class sanitation? Because they rotated them through the the, the the ranks, so they knew everything. It wasn't that he was 
sanitation. That was something he did while he was but there. But that's stupid. Right? Isn't it? Why would you have Didn't your best sanitation? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's like he should be like right next to Fazbear. No, he said like when armor. he was based there, he was sanitation. Right. And that was his first, that was his first combat was Jakku. And he watched the asshole in his squad, who he saved time and time again through all these trials, get murked by Poe Dameron. And that opened Snapped. him up. Snapped. So that, like that fucked him up. That imagery of the red print. On the white helmet, mm-hmm. another J.J. Abrams, well done, knocked out of the park. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Cinematography was out of the outstanding. Oh, the cinematography was great, and the, the lens flares, very few. I think there were I one. Think, I think there was I one. I was happy. There was a couple. Was there was a there, there were a couple, but you know what? It wasn't, it wasn't Star, Trek. Star Trek. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was overstated not... with the lens flares. I mean, mm-hmm. don't like it. it no, I love gonna it. Ruin the movie for you. No, I love lens flares, but. Yeah. I was expecting a lot more lens flares. So was I. I was expecting a lot more. So when I didn't see him, I was like, oh, look at you. Spread your wings. You're not even knowing that a war doesn't have a lens flare, but a Trek does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Both are stars. We touched on it uh, briefly. I'm going to circle back around. BB-8 is perfect. Disagrees? Anybody? No, no one disagrees. Perfect. So much, so much emotion. If you get the BB-8 toy, he talks to you while you watch the movie. I have it. That's got to be distracting. I know, it's awesome. awesome. That's if you have that toy. You've seen the movie 15 times already, so... Exactly. So he's going, while you're watching the movie, that's awesome. The the Dogs and cats love that toy. The lighter thumbs up. Oh, yeah. The shock as he's like... Once droid, more. please. I don't understand that. Uh, Where do we learn droid? I, I, how do all of these main people in Star Wars know how to speak droid? The Force. Uh, well, not all of them. I mean, oh, well, if you want to make a lot of the main ones, Finn, Finn didn't. Well, yeah, he made a point there. Um, uh, Poe Dameron does. Ray does. We don't know if Han Luke does. Scott, Luke Skywalker does. Right, but we don't know if Han, Han does. Speaks Luke it's Luke. a language you can or can't learn. It doesn't. I get it. Just like I get it. I just want to. I just want to know where I go to learn it. I will send I you the fucking link. Rosetta Stone. <laughs> I, will, I want to binary. It's called binary, okay? God damn it. I don't have time. You know what? It's fine. It's worth it. Fine, do a link. And you'll never understand gonk droids because they don't speak binary. They just go... <laughs> so what was your list of people who can understand droids? Uh, so we have Ray, Ray Poe, po, Luke, Anakin did it. Anakin did it. Um... Leia seems to at least have some base knowledge of how to speak droid, and that's pretty much the main cast. Yeah. Probably more. There's there's, there's definitely more, but... It's not like people are like, whoa, you speak droid? It's... No, no, it seems to be a common thing. It's just interesting to me. People understanding multiple languages is a thing in Star Wars, and it's also a thing to not understand other languages. Hmm. Like, if Finn understands anything other than um, Arabesh, I'd be shocked. How many languages can C-3PO speak? It, it's says a billion. It, he it's says like it in 14 Google. billion forms of communication. It's like 3 million it, or 2 million. He says the line. Yeah. It's a ridiculous number. <laughs> it's, yeah. And he doesn't even say languages. He says forms of communication, which is even worse, because that means he understands sign language. So he's a translator shit. when... Well, he's, yeah, he's a protocol answer. droid, yeah. That's why she has him. Yeah. Cause oh, and that's why Padme has him. Other than that, he's fucking annoying. Oh, Padme. And that's why... That's why Anakin built him for his mother, because his mother was like, yo, I'm from Tatooine, I don't know Tatooine. Word. That was the worst Anakin's mom. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't Anakin's mom, that was Anakin. Any scenes you Star Wars big fans did not like? 
bothered you? I had a couple. Please go, because I, I can't think of any. I'll let you know if I come up with one, but. This is personally Kylo destroying stuff, and the two stormtroopers walking, stopping, turning around, walking yeah. away. I, I love that scene. I it's love like that right scene out of because, a Marvel movie. Yeah, you, because it's stupid and. Alright, but how do you view the stormtroopers' perspective? They're afraid? Or, oh, yes. he's doing this again, I don't want to deal with it. No, they're exactly. terrified. They're mm. fucking terrified. I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel a terror. I feel like, oh crap, he's Kylo-ing again. Let's go to the cafeteria. It's both. It's both. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, fine. it's both. Either one. They might, they may, they may know that Kylo does this, but they know what happens if you get in the way of Kylo doing this. So they walk the other way. But I think if they were terrified, like if it was Vader's flipping out, which which for something he just doesn't do, mm-hmm. you'd be afraid to move. You would have stopped dead in your tracks. You'd be like, I'm going to wait till this is over, and then I'm going to continue on my way. They were just like, nah, I don't want to. I loved it. The way I take it is like a job. This is their job. If someone's having a hissy fit in the kitchen, do you want to go in the kitchen? You just walk away. You just turn around and go away. It doesn't matter whether not from terror, fear, from annoyance. Okay, well, okay, right. So I don't care what they were feeling. I I think the scene is fine. I think it's a combination fear annoyance, like oh shit, he's doing it again, or oh shit, he's gonna fucking choke us, like he did that asshole two scenes ago. <laughs> but that I don't was the know. Same scene, wasn't it? No, two two different scenes. Because the scene they're talking about is when he's cutting apart the chair after Ray gets released. All right. The scene that. He chokes the guy is when he tells him that BB-8 got off planet. With a girl. With a girl. And that what seems girl? to be what pissed him, pissed him off, which, that doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense because we don't know who Ray is. If we knew who Ray was, then it makes sense. Like in episode 8, we'll look back and go, mm. okay, he doesn't know who Ray is either. He, he knows. He knows mm. something. Well, he knows that Snoke knows about her. Yeah. Another scene that bothered me, and this was a common complaint. Um, Chewie walking past Leia after the fact. Yeah. They, I mean, was this I, wa- I wanted a hug. I wanted a acknowledgement. When they come back after Han's been killed. Oh, okay. And Le- oh, yeah, 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 Leia yeah. and Chewie don't have any sort of interaction. She looks at him. He just kind of like walks by. I don't, and, uh, in interviews with J.J. Abrams, he kind of regrets it. He said, he, he, I should have had them like, Unite and hug or something. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it makes sense though because she kind of got in between. Yeah, but there's not like a resentment. And like the, you don't get a resentment stare. You just kind of get like, I'm going this way. He's not around I'm is because of her dumb son. You know what I'm saying? So maybe there's a little resentment there. Could have been, but, but you could have showed that though. Like right. you could have showed a glare or something, but you you don't get anything. What if it's the other way around? What if Chewie doesn't want to go? And interact with Leia because he just shot her son. Like it's completely possible that he's trying to avoid her because in a matter of six seconds he saw his best friend, her husband, die, and he tried to kill her son. Like it is completely possible that it's him him avoiding. Yes, would I have liked to see them embrace? Yeah, but I think that the way they did it was just fine. I don't mind it at all. Right, you rationalized it, but there would be some sort of interaction mm-hmm. or some sort of like facial recognition of like there's actually You're some. Right. Those, some it's beef definitely there. a mis- it, it's, it's definitely a misbeat. It could have been uh, a rando just walking by Leia, and that's yeah. like okay. No, no, it confirmed. It is a misbeat, but there are ways to rationalize it to make it okay. 
That's that's the way I see it. Yeah. Okay. The last thing that bothered me, especially this time around, R2 suddenly waking up. The timing of it. Deus Ex Machina, definitely. Yeah, right? It's just, oh, I'm going to wake up now. It's There's no way to rationalize that. I tried in my head, like, I'm going to be dormant until the Starkiller base explodes, and I'll wake up again. Like, you have to do this. Oh, yeah. That's the only major event that happens preceding his awakening. There's been some speculation on the internet going around that Luke is her father, and when Ray came back to the base... He woke up because, oh, Luke's back. Mm. And I don't really like Like that. a recognition the, of a Skywalker? Yeah, like, gene, I don't really like, like that. No, but, it, it, could, it, could, it could just be, it could just be that he okay. felt the Force. I don't like, felt the force. I don't like either of those. The ones I, the ones I heard online that I like, or the one I heard online that I like is, R2-D2 is from before the Clone Wars, okay? He is, what, 50 some odd years old at this point? Old tech. Old tech. He is... His memory circuits are shut. He's never been wiped. He's never been cleaned. You know what I'm saying? R2-D2 has a personality because he hasn't had these things. He's R2-D2 because he hasn't had these things. And he's had all this information. That's why he went to low power mode is because he was fucking overloaded. So he's been slowly working through all this shit. And yes, it's stupid that it happens at that exact moment. But that's the best reason that I like. Is that he finally finished compiling all his bullshit and was like, Hey... Fuck. I'm done. I have a dumb theory. Yeah. It's because Leia needs him now because she just found out that Han died. Hmm. That works. I mean... Droids can sense that. Yeah. Go with that. Uh, You can literally do anything. Right, yeah. Pretty much it's a question of what can droids sense, right? That's what it comes down to. These are special droids. droids It's deus ex machina that we're trying to put a nice dress on. Oh, I hope they acknowledge it. I really do. Right. I want an answer. I feel I like mean, they might not. I mean, R2 was in that flashback scene, and there are theories that say that that is when Luke shut him down. Like, so Luke that, was that, like, Luke was like, boom, like, like you're done. That like, would lend credence to what Frank said then, like, with Ray walking right. in, it's a relative, he recognizes it, he can... Right, it, it was like, it was like that was the password that he needed to reboot. Which, whatever, fine. I mean, I think... I'm oh, sorry. No, it's fine. You can acknowledge that with the line saying like, "Oh, you must be blah 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 because R two perked up when he saw you or something." You know? But how? But how? I mean, how often do we hate when movies use exposition where it's not needed? And that might be what they end up doing there, and it's going to be like, "Oh, they could have left it be." But my my joke was going to be, "Has anybody else defragged a computer? That shit takes forever." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Think about defragging a computer. That's what R two is. Yeah, perfect timing. <laughs> so on a lighter note, I'm convinced that when the Millennium Falcon lands um, at Maz Kanata's place, and Han and Ray have that little moment where he's like trying to talk her into like working for him. I'm convinced Daisy Ridley broke in that scene. And they just used that cut because she looks great in it. But, like, when you look at her looking at Han, like, the her the look on her face is just pure joy, and I don't think it's Rey. Yeah. I think, I think it's Daisy Ridley being like, holy shit, this is happening. You know what's great is her and John Boyega are both not using their actual voices in this movie. Yeah, he's British. John Boyega is doing an American accent, and she is doing a quote from her own mouth, which I heard. Mm. A more posh version of her accent. She has a more northern accent, 
like so, uh, bordering on Scottish, like mm-hmm. like if anyone knows the British dialects, she has a more northern accent. But what she's doing was more like central, like Londoner. So what you're saying is, Sex. she's pulling out oh, Chris sorry. Eccleson when she actually has a David Tennant. David Tennant and Crystal Eccleson have the same accent that they both change. I would actually love it if she was geeking out because there's a video of her on YouTube of her actually watching the trailer when it came out, and she's like bawling, like so excited. They both were really excited. Him and her and fucking John Boyega. I mean, why wouldn't you? No, I mean, yeah. If someone cast me in Star Wars, I would need to fucking take two weeks off to compile myself, just like R2-D2. I'm definitely curious to look up what you said, though, where she claims in interviews or that her... I just saw it. Is, I just saw it. Because, like, that has to be Han and Leia then, right? No. If if what she's saying no, is, if, if it's, if it's <laughs> obvious... Yeah, I don't know. The thing is, she's filmed so many more scenes than yeah, we've seen, true, so yeah, it's, it's hard for us to be like... But she's seen the final right, cut. Right, she's seen the final cut, right, exactly. <laughs> I would assume so. Secret MVP of this movie, Maz Kanata. Oh, yeah. I love Maz Kanata. Anus eyes? <laughs> Say what you will about her eyes, I'm getting that face tattooed on my body. Again, another <laughs> positive new addition, right? Yeah. Did any new additions miss the mark besides Captain Phasma, which is not her fault, we just didn't get enough. Mm. I don't think she missed the mark, I just think... That she was, she's a late bloomer. She, right. she was awesome for this movie, though. Right. We didn't, you know. Right. The, the it's like a Boba there. Fett. It's yes. a Boba Fett. Right. Late bloomer. I, I'm so I, I love, 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 love Maz. I love that scene. I'm glad that she's force sensitive. Um, it, it. Although her scene of actually being force sensitive was cut. Thanks, J.J. Abrams' last twenty days, dick. Well, yeah, but you know what? You still get enough of it when she says, "I'm not a Jedi, but I right. know the Force." But she actually fucking like that. does we'll it. See what like happens. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and she's gotta have some sort of story coming up. She's my, she's yes. my favorite. She, 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 she. We gotta find out how she came into possession of that saber, mm-hmm. right? I would love that. It's <laughs> Luke. Like here you go. Well, no, well, that saber was attached to a hand. Yeah, <laughs> that hand, I read, I read some. Some article the that they that they like found the hand and the lightsaber at the bottom of the whatever, and they took the hand to uh, oh. yeah. Well, yeah, the in the EU, excuse me, in the AU now, mm-hmm. there was a few clones of Luke made from that hand, yeah. and those clones might make it back into the EU. Knights of Ren, with which would be pretty fun. Uh, what was I going to say about Miles? I love the throwaway line. With uh, with uh, Han landing on the planet, where he's like, Maz has ran this drinking hole for over a thousand years. What? Who else do we know that's been? Holy shit balls! Who else do we know? Oh yeah, I know. Was Yoda a thousand years? No, Yoda was Yoda Yoda was nine hundred when he when he died or something. Nine hundred something. Um, He barely lived. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Maz is still spry. She's got another couple thousand in her. She's good. She's good to go. When she gets up on the table and like. Magnifies those eyes. Solo, what is she doing? What is she doing? I don't know, but it's not good. <laughs> oh, uh, something that's not in the in the movie, but is is fun to know. At that point, Han hadn't seen Maz Kanata in twenty five years. Wow, hmm. that's crazy to think about. Twenty five years. Yeah, we haven't. And seen- he walks in. He's like, "Hey, what's up?" And she fucking stops the bar for him. Everybody stopped. Every well, yeah. Exactly. I love scenes like that. Yeah, but see that that that's actually um, upon my numerous rewatchings. Yeah, that's actually the moment I feel like we're supposed to realize that she's force sensitive. When another force sensitive walks into the bar, that's true. And you're like, "Stop what you're doing!" You're like, 
Han Solo! Force sensitive singular, right? Quotes around that. He's not? He had to have something. We know he is. That's what I'm saying. He definitely is. We know he's force sensitive. He definitely is. And we're assuming that she is. Yeah, she has to be too. On a scale, I put him at at a three and her at a nine. Fine. I just call it luck. (laughs) That was nice. What? That was fantastic. I'm glad no one had problems with her flying the ship or using the lightsaber. No, I'm tired of no, arguing with people about that shit. I would have I more have of a problem of Finn so. using a lightsaber. Why do you have a problem with Finn using a lightsaber? And I said more of a problem. Oh, okay. right. I have a problem with her Dude. knowing how to use the Jedi mind trick. I don't. I don't either. I don't. She, got it, she got it on a third try. Yeah, she, she got it. Right, she and got no one ever explained to her that that was a thing. Right. You've never been showed something and learned it on the third try? It's the same shit. who showed her that was a... How... Also, when she was fucking tortured for however long. She's heard of it, and one of these... different. One of you guys have said that, like, not a lot of people using the Force at the time. Yeah, you bring up what I was going to bring up. Yep. So no one's draining it, basically. So she can pull it off. You could, like, uh, essentially, if you look at the Force as, like... This is ball, a power source, yeah. Like a, like a ball power source. And when the Jedi were at their peak, everybody's pulling from it. So you have to be super good at all of the things. I understand that you're making the, it's like the speed force. <laughs> oh! God damn it! Oh god! Don't yes. ever make that reference again. Speed but, force but is right. before the yes, force did. Absolutely. They both have force. Anyway, no, no um, it did not. I I agree that there that there's a a hiccup there, and you could definitely look at that as being problematic. Again, I just write it off as she might not be very well trained, and she knows so many like mythos from the war. Like, she knows who Han Solo is. She knows who Luke Skywalker is. Like, she knows all of these things. So it's reasonable to know that, to think that she knows some of the stories. Like, for all we know, that story about Obi-Wan being, like, waving and being like, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Like, that might be a story that people tell. So she might know. It's possible. Yeah, it just, it's, and it's just because of how much I feel like she knows about the rebellion originally. She has the blaster helmet, which she looks adorable in. She looks adorable. End of sentence. Yeah, you're right. She's got <laughs> she's got the doll that's dressed up like an X-wing fighter. Like she knows a lot about this. So like, if those stories had gone around, then that's you know, I'm fine. I'm. But cool. that's definitely the hardest one to believe because the other stuff would be the force kind of Taking guiding her subtly, like mm-hmm. making her a better pilot. Yeah. And all the other stuff, but yeah, she have to have. The I will admit that, that that's the hardest pill to swallow. Yes. But to me, you know, someone takes your hand and writes cursive with it. You eventually figure out how to write cursive. But no one took her hand and. But she he, was tortured for God knows how long. That's not the Jedi mind trick. That's different. Yeah, but he tapped into but her it's, mind. But he's tapping into her mind. She's reading his mind. He's reading hers. It was the same thing. When they made a connection, she saw into his head, and she said, "You'll never be Darth Vader." She, what the fuck she's talking about? She's seeing into his fucking head. You make a bridge and you see both ways. That's what he didn't realize because that's what he bugged him out. Yeah. He was like, oh shit. He was like, oh shit, she's seeing into my mind. Quick, I gotta go tell Snoke about this. Daddy! That's a good <laughs> Oh, <point>. wait. <laughs> me, Daddy. A bridge does go both ways. I like that. Mm. Teach me, Daddy. Does anybody not get pumped up watching the X-Wins come in? Oh, yeah. Ugh. That is like... I oh, when they spray so... up the fucking water. Yeah. Oh, my God, I love it. So jazzed. The, so jazzed yeah. up. I want to see a Rogue Squadron thing. Yeah. We might get it. Or like a Resistance Squadron goes. thing with Poe Dameron. Everything Poe Dameron. 
Yeah. If, if it's got Poe Dameron in it, I'm in. It wasn't I'll, even I'll on screen in. for that long, but you just see... I know, but I want to see it. some dogfighting. Yes. He's great at dogfighting. I know. He's great I, at it. So it's one hell of a pilot. He's one hell of a pilot. <laughs> That's a part of... <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, no. Look at what he was doing. No, 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 but... but okay. <laughs> Finn is murking people with a lightsaber. <laughs> and he's just like, looks up, he's like, That's one hell of a... <laughs> it's like, dude... Fucking Constrail, the fuck you're doing? The, but the battle, the battle turned at that point. I know, but still, that's William Wall. Like, that's William Wallace looking at one of his other Scottish friends and making a joke mid fight. Totally, totally fine. I'm down. I'll that's bite. That's what this movie does. So yeah. that's what this movie has established. There's a lot of hats off to the fans. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. there was a lot of that's, wings. Yeah, of course. I mean, if you're a South Park fan, they they joke about that a lot. It's a geek movie. It really is. They're saying Star Wars A Force Awakens is not good. It just recycles old crap that you miss so you like it. No, it's wow. I don't buy into that theory. I mean, um, thank you. There but, is a lot of recycled stuff in it, but it's like also but that's, good. But that's loves nostalgia. <laughs> Everybody does. I love Fuller House because it's straight up nostalgia for half hour bits. Well, that's another conversation. But like, <laughs> I like it, they they do that. They do things. Yes, are there callbacks? Yes. Does it feel old and new at the same time? Yes. But what they're doing to expand is so much cooler. Even the little things, making it so that the blue of Luke's lightsaber reflects off of Finn's face. We never really got reflection from lightsabers for some godforsaken reason. Camera work. Pay attention back when I go back to watching. Yeah, I, I. You pull that off, that effect off in a. 70, whatever. No, absolutely not. But you most certainly can do it in an early 2000s movie. There were a lot of things I should have done in the... In the prequels that they did. You're absolutely right. But, like, that's a simple one. That's such a little change, but it makes such a big difference to me. I loved... All that little detail definitely brings out the best. So, like, and that's the thing. See where the money's going. (laughs) And and that's the thing. Like, you see... So, the story might be the same. Fine. Don't worry about it anymore. Look for all those little nuances. Look for those little nuances. Look for X-Wings flying over water so that the water sprays up. Look for the Millennium Falcon landing over water so that the water ripples. Look for a lightsaber that reflects off of the guy who's holding its face. These are things we don't, we never had before that really make this movie come to life. Hats off to Abrams, man. He's a hell of a filmmaker. Yeah. Absolutely. That nurse is a G2. You were, you must be so brave. <laughs> she's, um. So cheap. She's, uh, Tarkin's granddaughter or something. Oh, is she? Not in canon, but she's like the actress's oh, like Tarkin's okay. daughter or something. Yeah. Oh, they did a lot of, they did a lot of that too. Like, uh, I think Leia's daughter's in this movie for like a hot minute. Hmm. Yeah, there, like are, there she, are lots of people who are like Ray. related to the cast. Yeah, just, she, just, just like just like quick pass through. Yeah, yeah. Well, Leia's daughter, or Carrie Fisher's daughter, Carrie Fisher's daughter. Okay, because you just was like, whoa, really? Spoilers, David. Carrie's daughter, <laughs> Leia's daughter with Lando's in this movie. Chewie's also the greatest wingman of all time. He's so good. He's so good. He got he got his boy Han hooked up with a princess. And now he's getting his boy Finn hooked up with the Last Jedi. Dude is because it, it's it's Chewy that's like, it yo, it, it's it's his idea. I'm just I'm just along for the ride. It was all him. Baller. So <laughs> gay. Uh, and he was so brave for like all time movie sidekicks. You, you gotta put him number one, right? I mean, he's a dog person. 
that be that aside, I'm just trying to think so of looking. people like pop my head. Ooh, like, who would be a better sidekick? Yeah, like Butch and Sundance, like Sundance is a sidekick, but that's only one movie. In like film though, I mean, you got Chewie's been in a lot. Yeah, Chewie's <laughs> Chewie's awesome. I love Chewie. Peter Mayhew with my could boy. be Star Wars without Chewie. Fact. Could be Star Wars without Han, unfortunately. It will be. It's gotta have to be now. It will be a Han Force ghost. I hope. I'm I'm convinced that they're gonna kill off one of the main three every movie. Carrie Fisher dies in eight. I think Luke dies in eight. Ooh, twists. I would love that. You're right. That would that would be different than than Empire with his Joker laugh. You're right. That would be different than Empire. (laughs) You imagine he throws a little Joker laugh. He just laughs as the Joker as he becomes a Force ghost. You imagine just like (laughs) he took the seat of the Emperor and he's just like the Joker. (laughs) <laughs> that would be amazing. Force lightning. I think what resonate. One thing I want to see in eight is a one-on-one-on-one lightsaber battle. We've gotten a two-on-one before, but not a one-on-one-on-one. Who's, who's the who's the third one? Benicio del Toro is supposed to be in eight. Really? Yeah. Okay. And so it's Benicio and two other people. You want Benicio, Kylo, and Luke one-on-one-on-one. Wow, that's a fight. That is a fight. Okay, make it happen. Well, somebody's dying it. in that fight. Probably Benicio. <laughs> oh, definitely Benicio. Or Luke. Or Luke. Who knows? They well, one-on-one-on-one. On one on one. Two people gotta lose. Two people lose arms and then one mm-hmm. guy dies. Yeah. Everyone like, loses an arm. <laughs> yeah. This isn't phase two of it's Marvel. It's their way. This isn't phase two of Marvel. Everyone loses limbs in Star Wars. <laughs> it just happens. He was my friend, so... <laughs> I also think we need to see Luke's awesome power of the Force. I want to see him do something... Forstastic, like agreed. You, we need to shut up all of like the people that are huge Star Wars fans that think Luke is a little bitch. Um, myself included in that camp. I like, think Luke is like the worst Jedi ever. So we do need that. We need that moment of Luke use, doing something with all the time that's passed. You need like Luke's got to be like the number one master of it at this point. We so assume... I need to. I need to see him fucking. He's got to do take down crazy. a star destroyer, like Mala did. Yeah. I hope he fails completely the first time he tries to use it. Because <laughs> you know, rust is real. Song? Oh, <laughs> 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 he just has to like flip out his hands with some sparks. Hold flying. on, I need to chug a delicious Red Bull first. <laughs> we know. I mean, we know that <laughs> you know. Got to hit up this death stick. <laughs> <laughs> we know for a fact that, like, you know, he's that all of these force ghosts are able to teach from beyond. So we assume that while he was training the Knights of Ren, he probably was getting training from Obi-Wan and Yoda on how to train. And now since he's stopped, he's probably just been listening to Yoda and Obi-Wan. Complain. Complain, but they've also probably been training him. I mean, like, fine, you know what? You need some time to yourself, whatever. We'll give you time, but you're going to sit here and listen and learn from us while you do it. So he should be forced-tastic by the end of this, yes. But you like that term, don't you? That's a great term. That's a fantastic term. Is it forced-tastic? A forced-tastic term. Um, I have a forward-tastic thing. <laughs> that's going to be all I say on May the 4th this year. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Everybody knows that we heard Obi-Wan in this movie? Sir Alec in this movie. Both. They took both voices and melded them together. Again... Hats off to you, J.J. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> My girlfriend's convinced that the second half isn't Obi-Wan at all. I'm like, what? The beginning is Yoda and then Obi-Wan at the end. 
See, I no, never, I didn't hear I thought any when Yoda at all. Yeah, when he when Yoda's I hear Ray, I know he's in it. Yeah, when it's I hear, I can't hear it. When I hear the the first <laughs> voice, I hear saying Ray. That's definitely that's the Obi Wan, but that's the end. Yeah, that's in all the I beginning. Hear. It's it's Yoda. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. If now. you leave it on with subtitles, it literally puts the subtitles on. The second you read it, you're like, oh shit, Yoda is talking. But it's too loud, like all the shit that you're concentrating on all this shit. Paint me a word picture. What does Yoda say? It says, the force, it binds us, brings everything together. He's giving the speech he gave to Luke. Oh, okay. It's the same speech. It's nothing new. No. But the thing is, that begins it, and then Obi-Wan comes in at the end and then finishes it. Yeah, just Ray, these are your first steps. Ray, these are your first steps, yeah. The first steps in the force or something. No, it's just the first steps. Oh, Geek Wars podcast, I remember now. Uh, I'm done. I think we've talked. D-U-N. Talk this one to nauseam. There's so much more to talk about, but I'm done. We could go on for days. Well, let's not, because our listeners don't have days. We don't. They do, but... They'll give up. They will give up. So, since we're done talking about The Force Awakens, here at Zero's Talking Heroes, after we talk about the movie that we reviewed, we like to give it a rating. We give each movie a number of Infinity Stones based on how good we thought it was, with one being the lowest score, and six being the highest score. And if you give a movie six stones, you ha- have the option to include an Infinity Gauntlet at your discretion. And that sums that up. So let's get into reading The Force Awakens. Matt. Wow, coming to me first. Here we go. Yep. Shooting it off like a fucking ventral cannon. I'm giving The Force Awakens six stones and a fucking gauntlet. Eat shit motherfuckers, okay? I fucking love this movie. It was incredible. Did exactly what it needed to do, and more. Blew everything out of the park. I can find little to no faults with it. Everything is... If it's not explained in other media, it's rationalizable in the universe that it exists. So I love this movie. I will watch it again probably soon. So, first on the podcast, Stones in the Gauntlet. Okay, so that wraps up the first of... (laughs) I'm guessing at least three gauntlets. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's my prediction. <laughs> Frank. Um, I absolutely love this movie. Uh, like I said before, it really had the magic going to see this movie. And every time after. So I'm going to give it six in a gauntlet as well. I think it's much deserved. Um, I can't wait to see it again. And I can't wait to see what the future holds in the Star Wars universe. The future and the past. And the past. <laughs> Star Wars. Sequel. I feel like you had something prepared. My gr- I'm, I'm debating. Conflicted. Being torn apart. Are you being seduced by the light or the dark? I'm being torn apart. Are you being seduced by the light? The gripes I have are very minimal. The nostalgia factor is perfect. The casting was perfect. There are scenes in this movie, one in particular, that's breathtaking to me. I'm going to give this movie six stones. Not a gauntlet, but I'm going to give it six stones. It deserves it. When I first saw it in theaters, I thought it was overinflated because what came before was so bad. But watching it for the second time, it, it that's not the case at all. It's, it's a six-stone movie. Corey? This movie does everything it sets out to do and more. This movie made me feel the same way that I felt when I first watched it as a kid when my pop-up gave me the um, VHS 
collector's set. Same feeling inside. It does all of these things. It does more. It expands the universe. It does the little things right. My gripes are just gripes for the sake of being like, huh, but I can rationalize all of them. It's beautiful. I'm in love with Daisy Ridley. This is going to get six stones and the entire gauntlet. Oh, not just a pinky finger. (laughs) Not just a pinky. I want the entire gauntlet for this movie. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Was Joe playing it close to the chest? No. No, I really like this movie. It was really well done. Something I didn't mention before, and because I didn't want to be interrupted, I don't care what you guys think. The best scene in this movie is Finn and Poe in the TIE Fighter. Bar none. I don't care what you say. It's a great scene. That's pure joy. That's a pure buddy movie. Oh my oh, god. No. So good. No, it's a great, it's a great fucking scene. <laughs> I need buddy that. Movie. I need that movie. Best scene in the buddy movie? Cop movie? It is not. But great scene? Of course. To me, it's the best scene in the movie. I enjoyed it the most. It's a good scene. It's a great scene. Yeah, so if you put every... I'm Like I said, I'm not a big Star Wars guy. If you put everything in this movie down on paper, this is a five-stone movie, I think. However, because there's just... I have not problems with it, but there are story problems, and it's tropey. It's Star Wars. But I enjoyed this movie so much that I'm giving it six stones. Wow! I can't not see this as a six-stone movie. This the joy I get... The first time I saw this movie in theaters, I was having an argument during the movie. Still loved the movie. <laughs> not many movies I can say that about. Like an external, not about the movie yes. argument? <laughs> God, I'm so sorry. And then I saw it the second time. Without that, it was even better, predictably. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty high scores, and this is the all the gauntlets I imagine came true. That would be higher than that. <laughs> We're not. Till next December. <laughs> oh, I mean, hopefully... One. Rogue One might top it. We don't know. Grit. True grit. We're probably not doing that one. True I grit. Don't think it has a comic. Original. So it does. What? Yep. I got a recommendation from um friend of the podcast and member of the DMs block, Ian, suggested that we do True Grit. I've been wanting to watch True Grit. That's a perfect excuse. He, he wants us to do the old one, the original. Respect but he says, great. but he says it's got it's got comic, it's got mm-hmm. it's got a comic. John Wayne's movie. only Academy Award win. Oh, Mr. Oh. Cogburn, true grit. And that's gonna do it for our coverage of the Force Awakens. Thanks for you know listening to all that. <laughs> it's been a while, I know. It might be nighttime now. <laughs> You're welcome. Here's the part of the episode where we go around the table and recommend what you should do in between finishing this episode and when our next episode comes out. Let's go, Corey. So here's what I'm going to tell you guys. Here's what I'm going to recommend that you do. And it's going to be a, a bit of a two-parter. And you guys can pick and choose, put them together. Really up to you. I want you to go and stand up to your boss. If you have a shitty boss who doesn't treat you right, go and stand up to him. And, and if he doesn't or she doesn't like what you have to say, fucking quit. You do not need to be unhappy. Believe you me, there's other jobs out there. There's plenty of them. Do right by you. Don't do right by your piece of shit boss. If you like your boss, stay. Don't don't quit if you like your boss. But if you hate him, fucking do something about it. And if you want to have another job lined up first. Right, exactly. We I endorse mean, that strategy. It's mean, a great strategy. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> even have two lined up. Frank. Um, in uh, lieu of the holiday season, uh, uh, there's a lot of shitty Christmas music out there. I suggest that you guys listen to 
the August Burns Red Sledden Hill album. It's actually really fun and crazy, and it's it's great. Matt? Uh, I recommend that when you need to, like, have a dog in a room and you think that he's tired, maybe walk him and, you know, get him really tired, run him around before that, because even when you think a dog's tired, you're wrong. They have reserves of energy that you can't begin to fucking understand. Is there a doggy volume? <laughs> there is. Yeah, right. Whiskey. And he's dead. <laughs> wow. Wow. That got dark. I've yeah. went too far. Sequel, lighten it up. If you like movie trivia, go on YouTube, check out the Schmodown. It's a movie trivia one-on-one battle. They have different categories, different rules. It's a lot of fun. They play it up. It's almost like watching... A wrestling show, but they're not wrestling. They're just answering movie <laughs> trivia, but they're smack talking back and forth. Nice. They play up to the characters. It's a, it's a really good time. The Schmodown. Is that a uh, Rooster Teeth? No, uh, Collateral. Cool. A lot of people from Screen Junkies cross over to. Oh, it. gotcha. Okay. I'm gonna recommend that something you do this week, whether it well probably should be important. You should find time to put that little bit of extra effort in, probably at work, because you know you have that thing. They've been meaning to get to at work. That would make your job a whole lot easier. Maybe just stay the extra ten minutes to get that done. You can stop worrying about it. Wow, it's totally different from what I have to say. I know. <laughs> maybe maybe your extra thing is that last ten minutes it takes to quit. Yeah. Who knows? Light oh. side, dark side. <laughs> Angel, devil. I, I mean, I'm Sith, so it's fine. there it is. I mean, we know that. We Based have on what you proof. said. <laughs> yeah. Slow we down. have audio proof. I, I've given you my, my census report where I say on there that my religion is set. I don't understand yeah. why you don't believe me. I believe it. Because it doesn't have a box. You check other. You know what? Which one? Let me shoot the lightning. <laughs> That's so, the one. That's Shooting the one lightning. <laughs> Here at Zero's Talking Heroes, we would love for it if you got in touch with us to let us know what you thought about our Force Awakens episode. What you thought about things we said about The Force Awakens, or really any other thing that crosses your mind when you think of our podcast. There are lots of ways you can do it, the first of which would be to send an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. You can jump on Twitter and find us at zthpodcast. Give us a follow on Instagram at zthpodcast. Slip on over into Facebook and search for us, Zero's Talking Heroes, in the search bar. Or facebook.com backslash zthpodcast. And last but not least, please find us on iTunes, and if you're enjoying what you're hearing, please give us a five-star rating. And if you want to accompany that rating with a review, that would be awesome. We'll read it on the air. We haven't got one of those in a while. How else may I pander to you? Please give us a review. (laughs) If we get five reviews, I will do a dance on the internet. I will. Next time on Zero's Talking Heroes, we'll be talking about the new release movie... Rogue One, a Star Wars story. That's right, people. Two weeks of Star Wars in a row. You're welcome. Will there be three? No, no, there won't. No, there won't. There was... (laughs) We wanted it. Some of us wanted it. I wanted it. I wanted it. Thank you once again for tuning in to Zero's Talking Heroes. On behalf of everyone else, so long. May the force be with you.